Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Green Wisdom Health Show. I'm Janet Lewis. And I'm Dr. Lewis. And we are going to educate you this week on how to burn up those stubborn calories that all of you are now trying to get rid of from this uh, wonderful holiday season that we had. And you might have been trying to get rid of some before the wonderful holiday season we had, but it was a great excuse to keep eating. So uh, we're going to tell you a few things that you can do naturally. We're going to offer you some supplements and recommendations about um, some things you can take to help speed it up and burn it up. And we're also going to answer some very important questions that you guys have been writing in to us. Dr. Lewis, I'm going to put him on the spot because he doesn't really know what I'm going to ask him. So we'll see how that turns out. Anybody that's been married, you've been on the spot all those years anyway. It's kind of fun. So uh, we're going to answer things like, I follow all the rules, but I still can't lose weight. I'm just getting old and my metabolism is slow. It's genetic. There's nothing I can do about weight loss. How many of you have heard that one? <laughs> um, I mean, we've heard that one. These last in pounds just won't go away. I feel like I should give up. And there are certain foods I can't stop eating, even though I suspect they're bad for me. So we're going to help you figure out what to do to stop eating those and don't you have a weight loss pill you can give me? I can't tell you how many times people have called our office and asked, do we have a pill? I, to this day, don't believe that we have discovered the magic pill. Do you, Dr. Lewis? Nope. I had a lady walk in one time. She said, can you help me lose weight? I said, yep, if you can follow the rules. <laughs> I said, how much you need to lose? She said, 42 pounds because she's going to a class reunion. I said, all right, how long do you want me to, or how long are you going to give me to help you with this? She says, three weeks. I took my knife out of my pocket, opened up the blade, says, which leg? Okay. <laughs> I've tried everything to lose weight. Maybe I need to accept myself as fat and give up my skinny clothes. Yeah, don't be doing body shaming. Yeah, uh, you know, I see that going on a lot now on TV. It's like, well, you should not be making fun of people for being overweight, but at the same time, you should not accept that that is normal because... We're healthy. Because you're saying, hey, it's okay if you have a diabetes, heart attack, stroke, because... You know, you're just large. So we're going to address that. It's not your genetics. Nutrition and diet strategies that work for others don't seem to apply to me. So maybe there's a reason that's happening we'll discuss. And then I lose five pounds and then I regain seven. It's so frustrating. And I know women say that a lot. So Men, Men do too. If any of those statements are resonating with you, then hold on to your hats because we are going to tell you perhaps one of the most important secrets of all is that your hormones could be out of whack and there are things you can do about that. So Dr. Lewis, I guess the number one thing that would make you out of whack to gain weight is a estrogen imbalance. Well, that could be. You've heard me say pesticides, plastics, and fire retardants. But there, there are so many different things that can mimic estrogen. They're called xenoestrogens estrogens or estrogen mimickers. And that's why us men have low testosterone generally. And that's why little girls develop breast and menstrual cycle many years before they should. Because we have so many of those that are just prevalent um, in our society, the plasticizers or phthalates. Uh, and, you know, you really can't avoid it. it. It's better to do without as many as possible. But, uh, you know, use glass or ceramic or cast iron, you know, when you can. But, uh, 
Yeah, these estrogen mimickers, uh, and whether you're a man or woman, we do a very uh, trademarked uh, DIM, methane, which is the, it uh, starts as indole-3-carbonyl, goes to methane, uh, but that's what you get in broccoli, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts, kale. But, you know, you can't eat 60 pounds of that a day, and if you could, you, your wife couldn't stand the gas, so it's easier just to eat, you know, the, take the DIM. And that helps take out or conjugate these bad estrogens. And the other thing is it helps increase testosterone. It helps increase uh, free and weakly bound testosterone. And I'm sorry, Janet, I was just talking about men there. Um, I, w- I was thinking this was our magic weight loss pill because, you know, on, I know on a female, the DIM actually um, makes a woman get her shape back to the way it was when she was younger. It's through the hips, you know, because that's where the bad estrogen imbalance is stored. It's through the uh, tummy area and hips. and. Or if you think if you need a bra in, in your back because you got those folds where your bra strap goes. And, and, you know, I've had women say, well, I'm not losing weight on it. It's like, well, it's not really for weight loss. You usually lose five, six pounds, maybe ten. Uh, but you're cleaning up your body. People are so adamant sorry i'm trying to clean up my language uh so adamant about uh, detox is well you've got to detox every day so the dim is very very important man what it did for me is it made my prostate very very healthy well on a woman whenever they tell you um that that is the main reason that they can't lose weight in relation to when a man loses weight is because of estrogen dominance i think it's a stress living with her husband but it could be i could be wrong well you know we've been on birth control pills all the all the kind of things that make estrogen higher you know eating the the meat that's full of antibiotics all of that stuff you know they're shot up with all kind of chemicals that create an estrogen imbalance. Yeah, you know, meat uh, gets a bad rap. And Janice, Janice right about the uh, the antibiotics and the estrogens, but don't think red meat's bad for you, and it's not causing global warming. You know, if, if people think meat causes global warming, they know absolutely nothing about carbon sequestration. Uh don't buy into it, but get the good meat. Know where your meat comes from and make sure it's raised properly. Well, and you should be eating more vegetables as well because, you know, I know a lot of this um, keto diet and all that stuff. You do a whole lot of protein. You should be doing a whole lot of vegetables also because that helps absorb, the fiber helps absorb some of those uh, excreted excess estrogens. Uh, and That's true. I mean, more vegetables, but... If they're spraying all those chemicals on them, uh, they're just as bad, if not worse, uh, than the meat. So that's why I tell people, even if you're not getting any more nutrient density, you're, you're at least not getting the chemicals or the same amount of chemicals. So go organic or grow your own if you can. And that's why, like Jack Spearco, the Survival Podcast, he teaches you how to do that. But more vegetables, absolutely. Better fat, absolutely, and more of it. I'm a big fan of keto. That's the one, and in, in, in all the studies, that's the one where people lose twice as much weight as any other diet and keep it off. And we had a picture of Tony from up in Nebraska, and he says, thank you, Dr. Lewis, for asking me, are you ready to get well? And he's given me you know, a little bit of credit. It's like, well, Tony, 
you look good 100 pounds lighter, and I'm glad I could help, but you've got to take credit. You did the work, and you had the motivation, so God bless you. You're an inspiration to other people. Exactly. He did the work, which is the big deal. No excuses, Tony. You never had them, and that's why you got success. So our problem with burning up those stubborn calories number two is excess insulin. And we ch- we check that on lab, and most doctors don't. Yeah, would you talk a little bit about the lab for those of you that are new to listening to our podcast? Um, you know, we had a lady in here yesterday that said, yeah, I've got a couple of panels of lab, and we were like, oh, boy. Waited, what, two, three hours for the doctor's office to send it to us, and then we were disappointed. It's like, yeah. Yeah, when you're talking about this excess estrogen and you're talking about insulin, can you explain a little bit about what you do differently and what you're running and what you're looking for and how you see that? Even if your ins- uh, uh, even if your glucose is okay and your A1C is okay, and A1C is a ninety to one hundred and twenty day blood sugar average, even if they're okay, but the insulin gets excessive, uh, and, and the range depending on the lab goes from about two to nineteen or two to twenty four. And I tell people that's not normal. That's what's going on in America. If insulin gets somewhere around five, six, seven, eight. And higher, it starts creating, well, it's excess glucose, so the body turns it into triglycerides and boo-boos, all sorts of different cholesterol markers. Then the triglycerides are carried into the liver, and the liver can't process it, which probably can't because you've been doing too many carbs and sugars. Then you get your liver enzymes start going high. You get the stones in your liver. They migrate down the biliary tract, go into the gallbladder, and you get gallstones. And then you get your gallbladder taken out. It's just a cascade of all kinds of things. Um, you don't want to go there, but that's why we check. And there, there are so many different things that can help with insulin resistance. So on the lab, you're looking at insulin um, you're looking at a three-month blood sugar. You're looking at glucose in a metabolic panel. These are standard panels that you're running, correct? Standard for us. Well, right. Well, they're 12, <laughs> they're 12 different panels. So anytime uh, yeah. he's talking to you about any of this and you're thinking, I've not ever heard of this, my doctor doesn't check that. You're right, they don't because they're bound by insurance companies to run what they want them to run. And for us, we don't include insurance so we can run what we want to run so that we can see exactly what's wrong with you and we're not guessing. And, and you know, everybody has their strength. You know, I just looked at some labs that were way, way beyond me, I sent uh, in by a very sweet lady out of Alpharetta, Georgia. I love her, she's a sweetheart. But her doctor's doing things that's way beyond me. And I just said, well, he's way beyond me. Follow their advice for sure. Right. Everybody has a specialty. Yes. So when um, excess insulin, are there a couple of products that come to mind that um, might help people with insulin? Because I know, you know, when they're doing that, you know, is yeast an issue sometimes, a reason why they're craving that? You just fed it and turned them in from billions to trillions. So, like, maybe candida support? Candida support's very, very, very good, and it will kind of kill off, make them uncomfortable, and then you have to have the bowel movements Janet talks about. Uh, Yeah, you know, you decrease yeast. You know, when you change your probiotics in your guts, then your taste buds change because so many people say, well, I don't want to do that. It doesn't taste good. And I said, good Lord, you're letting your taste buds 
rule your failure. I eat stuff that I don't like because it's good for me. And then all of a sudden, not all of a sudden, it takes a while, but the taste buds change. So I got a little stressed the other night and got into the Bluebell ice cream. It wasn't very far into it. I put the lid back on, threw the whole thing in the trash. Well, Janet apparently has helped change my good bacteria or make more of them in my gut. So I threw out the Bluebell. Which I think has got to do with him going gluten-free. Yeah, because probably. Because the minute he went gluten-free, he didn't crave ice cream at all anymore. So it really is about what you're choosing to eat. And when you're overweight or skinny, uh, when you're overweight or skinny fat, normal weight, but you have too much fat mass, insulin becomes imbalanced and yeah. your cells become numb to the hormone. So as a result, you experience blood sugar highs and lows. Mm-hmm. And I had you, a blood sugar high that night. And you store fat because your glucose regulator is broken. Insulin isn't working. Your hormone and weight loss are off track. So we tell people when you're doing that, you know, in the morning they'll eat a bowl of cereal or something and then go, go to school or work. And then, you know, about 11 o'clock they're crashing and they're t- really irritable because they've ate something that's not sustaining them till till noon to have lunch like a protein or something like that like an egg and it's like that's why paleo primal keto is much better diet because of the you know long-term release of the calories so we always tell people well you need to make sure that insulin is balanced that blood sugar so there's a product called active chromium you don't hear us talk about it very much but if you if you have just a slight blood sugar problem and you have some of that dipping spell and you get a little mean before lunch active chromium (laughs) well we need half of america to get on that it's a good thing to take because it stops the spiking it stops the blood sugar levels from going higher low if you're not going to eat correctly and it mimics estrogen the the way it not estrogen i'm sorry it mimics insulin the way it uh, deals with the glucose and then there's the how the stubborn calorie thing about excess uh, cortisol when you have excess cortisol you have a hard time burning calories and um, cortisol is in response to stress but many of us run around stressed most of the time so some of it of your own creation however and it does tend to mess with your hormone imbalance and weight gains so there are things that you can take to help you keep your sanity and also not wreak your hormones over time that make you store fat. So, Dr. Lewis, could you talk to us a little bit about how high cortisol is linked to food addiction and sugar cravings and maybe some of the products that you could take that would help uh, alleviate that issue instead of trying to go for the cookies and the processed foods and ice creams? Jeez, I feel on the spot. I'm sorry. Uh, I don't know where she's going with this. The stress response, we usually put people on for low cortisol, but it works very, very well no matter what. The one I like very, uh, I really like is panathenic acid complex. It's It has the panathenic acid, which helps rebuild the uh, adrenal glands, and it has cordyceps, eletherio, rhodiola. It works real, real well. So, uh, how much do you want me to talk about B vitamins? They're incredibly important, and most of the ones that are on the market are terrible quality. Well, that's what I wanted you to mention. I know you said you wanted to mention B vitamins that we don't really understand the role that they play in our health. 
and we have a B complex ultra. Oh yeah, that's really really good. Uh, so you know, look at them. But you know, just to go real quickly with some of the B vitamins, B one thiamine. If you've got brain fog, it's because you got too much yeast stealing your thiamine. I put people on benfotamine, which is fat soluble uh, thiamine, and people say, "Oh my God, I feel so better. My brain fog's gone." Uh, but it helps to create energy, and the more energy you have, the easier it is to burn these calories. Then you got B two, which is riboflavin. Helps uh, the tissues use oxygen. It helps uh, metabolism of carbohydrates, fats, and proteins. It does all sorts of things. Uh, Helps metabolize uh, tryptophan, and I'm a big fan of amino acids. Tryptophan, if you metabolize it correctly, is going to turn into serotonin, which makes you feel good. Um, B3, I was just reading a good article this morning that says, and they were talking about IV B3, which is niacin nicotinic acid or niacinamide, uh, how that increased your immune system many, many, many times. But you have to be careful when you supplement with niacin because it can be toxic on the liver. Well, we do have it, but it's a sustained release that doesn't give you that warm, fuzzy feeling. Um... Uh, B3 helps with secretion of bile, which means it's going to help with the fat intake, stomach fluids, and synthesis of sex hormones. Be careful taking that, but when you mention sex, then everybody wants to order it. Uh, B5, the panathenic acid, is absolutely incredible. It does help with the adrenal hormones, helps with uh, other vitamin utilization, helps the GI tract, good in treating depression, and anxiety, there's a lot of that going on. Then B6, I tell people, if you don't have enough B6, and that's usually suspected when your liver enzymes are not high enough, if you don't have enough B6, you're not going to have the good, happy hormones, and they won't be able to cross the blood-brain barrier. B6 is really good. When Janet takes it, she says, I'm nicer, if that tells you anything. But if you have a deficiency, you know, you can have cracks and sores on your lips and tongue and that can be other b vitamins as well but inflammation of the mouth learning difficulties impaired memory hair loss hearing problems uh, you know all, all sorts of things numbness such as carpal tunnel etc b12 most people are taking it but it's the wrong kind and it'll still be flagged high in your serum so just because it's flagged high and you're taking a cyanocobalamin don't think you're doing yourself a favor because you're not um there's just there's just so many things just you know hallucinations headaches migraines uh, inflammation of the tongue irritability etc etc so can they just take b complex and kind of catch as a catch all or do we need to do individual things like you're talking about there well i think they're always better when they're put together good okay well i will fit to this last uh part of how to uh, burn up those stubborn calories here. We're going to talk a little bit about adiponectin, and a lot of you people have not <laughs> heard of that, and I'm going to save that one for the last. I want to make sure that I have some of these questions answered that we've yeah. received, and then we'll get back and teach you a little bit about adiponectin and how that correlates to weight loss or weight gain. So, um, But first off, Elaine asked a question a couple of weeks back. I want to make sure we we've answered some of these. She wants to know if reversing menopause at a young age is possible. She's 
38 years old. Oh, Lord. Can I take that one? <laughs> Go right ahead. You know, uh, when, when women are talking about hormones, men, it's best just to shut the heck up. Yeah, you notice how he got very quiet over that. Mm-hmm. Elaine, yes, you can reverse it. Um, we, You need to call me. We have something called uh, Progest Avail. It's about to be called Progest Assure. It is a progesterone that many times is uh, most of the women that go into menopause are beginning to have lower amounts of um, progesterone. But it it offsets a lot of that estrogen Janet talked about earlier. Yes. Um, Yes, that is a big one. Uh, You need to call me about how to do it because the way the label is written is not exactly our recommendations on it. So I want to make sure you get the most out of it that's possible. Or you can email me, and I'll be happy to tell you how to do that. It has been a godsend. The women love it. All of us are sleeping great on it. And um, other things. And other things. They get better. Yeah, hair is not falling out anymore. And other things. Yeah, and other things. But we also do <laughs> the DIM 150 that Dr. Lewis talked about yeah. also for the estrogen imbalance. That's a huge one also at reversing uh, menopausal-type symptoms. And, you know, if you're diseased, we still love medical care. They do a lot of good things, but there are so many things that can be done naturally if you get it in time. And if you are going through that and you're having hot flashes, which is a horrible, horrible thing, uh, we have a product called Flashies that women are like, oh, my gosh, I took two pills of that, and it's it's incredibly better. That is the most mm-hmm. embarrassing thing a woman can go through is having a hot flash while she's standing there talking to someone and just totally turn red so um yes we can help with that now are you going to stop menopause no but you can certainly slow it down and you can certainly feel good going through it and past it so thank you elaine for that question christine has a question about what the association with the thyroid to the esophagus is so dr lewis i'm going to give you that one so he can uh well when it when it swells up like you get a goiter it can put a lot of pressure there and although we try to do as much naturally as possible i would tell you to see your doctor your md about that okay you know have it checked out yeah because you never know exactly what's going on there uh may not just be the thyroid right Uh, it could be a lot of things so you know have that medically checked out please okay carl would like for you to explain the difference in the proper type of calcium and magnesium to someone who is grinding their farm-fresh eggshells and consuming them, thinking they're getting the amount they need, and it's the correct form of calcium and magnesium. Carl's always trying to save somebody that doesn't listen, and Carl's a very knowledgeable. I've known him for 30 years or so, wonderful guy. Um and I'm I'm glad you have a passion for helping people, but sometimes you're just uh, spitting in the wind, so to speak. But it's my understanding that uh, eggshells are calcium carbonate. It's a really good thing to put into your soil to let your plants con- convert the calcium carbonate to another more absorbable form of calcium. And 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 that's back when many years ago when the coral calcium came out, and they were very very slick marketers. And I'd had people come in and say, oh, I'm taking this coral calcium, and I feel wonderful. And I would do the breakdown of, well, this is what you're getting out of it. That's the most expensive calcium you can take because most of it's not absorbable. And, of course, I agitated somebody about that. Um, and it's like limestone. 
you know, it doesn't matter. I mean, you might as well just lick on a limestone rock. I like saying that. And you do get a little bit of calcium out of that. If you live out in West Texas and you're drinking their water over 50 years, you do have stronger bones than people over here in East Texas where there's, there's not the calcium in the soil. But it's better to put that calcium into your garden and let it convert. The type uh, that you need... Probably the most absorbable is calcium hydroxyapatite, but we have different kinds of you know, calcium citrate and you know, calcium malate, et cetera, et cetera, because they chelate them with an amino acid where your body can actually uh, absorb it. Okay. So tell her to quit grinding up those eggshells and trying to get calcium out uh, of them. I'm going to tell Carl, quit, quit spending your time on people who don't listen. He probably spends his time with a lot of people that do listen, too, but he gets frustrated, too. So that's yeah. a great question, Yeah, I mean, Carl. he's a great guy doing a good job. Thank you for the question. Uh, Tara wants to know, do we have a podcast on cholesterol? I'm sure you do, but she gets confused trying to explain it to people. Tara, I look back. I think the last time we did one where it was just about cholesterol was in 2017. I'll do a new one if uh, yes. Janet says it's time to go. She kind of gets what we should talk about in her dreams from her angels or God or something. But, yeah, I'd love to do one on cholesterol. Yeah, we'll do another one. And uh, and if y'all want to know more about Tara, go get go to Wildly Primal. She's an absolutely incredible health coach, and she is brilliant. Mm-hmm. Tara. And then I still have some other questions. We'll get to some of those again next week i want to make sure that we have enough time to talk about adiponectin because i know that you guys are all uh probably never heard of adiponectin and you want to know what that has to do with uh, the stubborn calories but it's actually one of the key hormones that tells your body to burn fat and some people are genetically programmed to not make enough of this fat burning hormone and as levels decline fat composition in the body increases and actually one of the ways that you can have higher adiponectin is to drink coffee although coffee isn't good for you they tell you to go to like green tea or something like that some people say coffee's bad for weight loss coffee's good for weight loss if you like coffee drink coffee you know don't do guilt so of course i've had more in my share today so i'm gonna go Coffee's good for you. But this adiponectin, isn't that also something that uh, increases if you do more uh, higher, like fish oil, that kind of thing? Yeah, and I think that's a reason. There was this young lady that um, is the one of the um, educators about some of the supplements we sell. And she told Janet, well, if you take two teaspoons of this liquid fish oil, it starts uh, weight loss. And it does increase adiponectin, as does pistachios and janet just bought a big bag of pistachios and i told her i said hell you you burn more energy getting these things out of the shell than they give you so you know i was being a smart aleck well i thought that's why they increased weight loss because you were it took so long to get one out that by the time you got to it you didn't eat many but apparently, and I, I didn't even really, i had not even looked at adiponectin Jeez. or even read any of this i just innately had decided I wanted to start eating the these pistachios. And Innately, uh, it would would make it sound like she's connected to God. I think she's psych, <laughs> um, psychic and sometimes psychotic. Hey, but after I started the pistachios <laughs> and I increased the fish oil, doing two 
two teaspoons because actually a teaspoon of our liquid fish oil, people are going, oh, that's just gross. It has a horrible taste. Yeah, this one actually has no taste. I can't believe it. It is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Taking one teaspoon of that is like taking uh, four of our regular capsules. So whenever you do two of those teaspoons, it's like taking eight of our fish oil, the capsule part. So I've been doing the two teaspoons and just ironically put these pistachios with it. And then it also says that another way to help increase adiponectin is eating dark chocolate. Amen. Well, I'm good for that. Yeah. And I don't know how dark chocolate Hershey's Kisses are. No. But I've been, and they're kind of a lighter chocolate, but I've been doing a couple of them at night, but I'm down like three pounds. Well, y'all have, y'all never seen Janet. She's kind of pretty thin anyway kind of a little girl but But i was not able to lose any weight and i noticed if i ate anything with substance to it after six o'clock at night that was like a heavier type food i a not only did not sleep well but b i wouldn't lose any weight but if i did these pistachios and and eat these little hershey's chocolates just three not a bag full like y'all are thinking oh my gosh like i would like to yes I actually am losing weight on that. So I think this adiponectin thing, there's something to it. And it talks about intermittent fasting. So that's another thing that yeah. increases, raises adiponectin is is not eating. So if you eat lightly after six and then don't eat again until the next day, that's intermittent yeah, fasting, Yeah, right? especially if you wait till uh, lunch to do that. Which is kind of what we do. You know, I'll, yeah. have, I'll have my fish roll in the morning and I do like... Um, like we have some uh, egg protein that we eat or drink, and, and that's then that, for uh, your immunoglobulins. The immunoglobulins that so tides us over until lunch. So there's intermittent fasting going on, and and then also it says to sleep in a cold room and increases it. And I'm thinking, well, Doctor Lewis is freezing because I keep in the room. Oh yeah, you can hang meat in our bedroom. It's <laughs> sublimin' cold. But all these things are working together. I, I I'm like, this is great. So. So if you want to increase adiponectin, do those things. And that, and now you know about it. It actually helps uh, with your fasting blood sugar, having uh, higher adiponectin. It helps your total cholesterol. It helps bring down your uh, risk of heart attack or stroke, which is our high, sensit- high sensitivity C-reactive protein. So We check on lab. So there. So now you know how to burn up some of those st- stubborn calories the easy way. So, you know, the main thing is you have to find somebody you like and follow them. You know, let them be your coach. You have to be consistent. Don't let your taste buds, you know, rule you. You're smarter than that. And just consistency is the key. Just like Tony up in Nebraska. It's like, oh, geez, you look really good, 100 pounds less than what you are. And, uh, you know, know, the old saying, nothing tastes as good as skinny feels. And consistency is listening to our podcast, so uh, we appreciate that very much. And uh, those of you that need to get started that have not, go to our website, greenwisdomhealth.com, fill out the health survey. We can get those lab panels Dr. Lewis talked about ordered in any state in the United States. We can get you started. If you have podcast questions for us, we now have a form on our website for you to fill out. You can also become a member of Shooting Straight with Dr. Lewis on Facebook and put your questions there and watch the in, the activity that goes on. It's pretty fun to be in the middle of that, too. So, again, we appreciate you listening to our show. We hope we've helped you learn how to burn off some of those stubborn calories. You guys have a blessed week. 
Once again, our show has come to an end, but your hope and your health is only beginning. If you or a loved one are in need of a different outcome and are waiting for a brighter future, take the first step and go to our website and fill out the health survey. Please don't keep us a secret. If you know someone that could benefit from this podcast, please share this show with your friends and family. You're only one step away from a life worth living.